Episode 389 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Doing all right. What's going on? Pretty cool, pretty cool. I've been listening to, um, you know, after I finished the uh, the Steve Jobs book, the audio book, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. by the way, um, I was looking for something else to after listen 12, to. I... 12 years, you finally, you finally got to it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was looking, I was sort of looking through audio audible uh audible and um stephen fry came up uh who uh, you probably know who stephen fry is right is he like comedian or something he's a he's a comedian i mean he's 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 in many things um mm-hmm. but he's a he's a well-spoken english guy and i do i do quite like him so it was like some halloween book that he'd written or that he was reading but i wasn't super interested in that but i clicked on stephen fry to just see all the other stuff that he'd done obviously he's done loads he's done hundreds of them but what comes up the top is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I really, I love that. I mean, I, I've seen that, the TV version of that. Um, you and never read the book? I had, ne- I had never read the book. Really? So, wow, okay. So not, not the book. So I've been, I listened to the book version of that. It's so, I mean, it's so well read. He's so good at reading. At like, you know, doing well, it's a much better book than things. a TV show or yeah movie or whatever i mean and i can see why it just but um it's 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 interesting it's like what's what's supremely interesting about that book is that um it's i think the per one of the big purpose of douglas adams in in the writing of that book is to sort of show how um diverse the universe is like to sort of speak against something like racism you know what i'm saying like to just really speak about total total diversity and like just like the the logic of the fact that there could be any number of races any number of aliens or whatever but what's so interesting is in in his writing he's so specifically and uniquely exactly white Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, like everything he says, every way he says it, it's so only someone who, from from his race, from his time, would have said it. For example, he uses a phrase, a turn of phrase, like um, and and then a voice, uh, a voice uh, spoke across the tannoy. Um, and and he uses uses the word tannoy, and tannoy is only in England. Like it's 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 like a public address system that's that's English. It's sort of like saying mm-hmm. Hoover, you know. It's like it's right. it's 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 even a brand or whatever. So I thought that was quite an intriguing and interesting thing. Did you uh, enjoy Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yourself, dude? I read it in like high school, like when I was like seventeen or something. So I barely I remember it, but yeah, I mean, it was the funniest book I had read up to that point. So the funniest books I ever read were Hitchhiker's Guide. Um. Well, Catcher in the Rye was was humorous in a different way, but you know the funniest book I ever read, at least for the age that I was. I don't know if I'd find it as funny now or not, but um, 
It was called The Invader's Plan, I think. It was an L. Ron Hubbard book, of all things. You remember L. Oh, Ron really? Hubbard, the guy who started Scientology? Yeah. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, he's the science fiction. You're like, uh, yeah, I used to belong to the yeah. cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was the third cult I joined? Of course I no, know. No, no, no. I mean, no, but he's he's he was a very famous uh, I mean, he he had won various Hugo and Nebula awards long before he started his religion. Yeah, yeah. So, um the, there was an entire decology, so a 10-book series, and that was the first one, and it was absolutely hilarious. And uh the sec- I tried to get to the second one. I don't even know if I made it to the third, but it, there was just such a drop-off in quality. It was like if you had Scorsese or somebody direct a film, right? Direct, you know, and then they handed it off to some other random person, you know? You had these top writers write and direct it, and then you just hand it to randos for every other one after that. And you're like, what What, what happened? Right? You, like, you sort of feels like a similar kind of a hmm. vibe or humor, but it's not there. So it was the most depressing thing because i have to read that first book i'm like oh man i got nine more books of this this is awesome so uh invaders plan that's my recommendation invaders plan yeah because i'm re- i'm just halfway th- well i'd say a third of the way through um the uh, restaurant at the end of the universe and that is just as good as hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy so yeah, it with so long and thanks for all the fish was the second mm. is that the second one <laughs> i'm not sure but um i mean it's just it's just enjoyable it's it's enjoyable to listen to this i'm i think going to go through um a bunch of the good ones i think i'm going to also re uh reread a lot of the e&m banks ones the culture that i love so much and maybe the foundation that kind of stuff just you go mean, back. Found, you mean you're talking about Asimov's Foundation series? Asimov's Foundation and Ian M. Banks, The Culture. Yeah, I got to find something to listen to. I, I I blew through like four of those sort of biographies. Yeah. And after after uh, after the Elon Musk one, I did. Um, oh, what was the Doom guy? It was John <laughs> Romero? Oh yeah, yeah, was, yeah. People were pretty, people were mentioning that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I think Masters of Doom. Which was the the original book written about um, id software and all that was uh, was probably was better. So if you're gonna if you're interested in and in all that, I'd go for the Doom, Masters of Doom. Um, then I listened to uh, what was it called? It's like, oh god, I mentioned it in a previous show. It was the guy one of the guys at Gears of War mm. and Control Freak? I think it was called. It's right. pretty good. And then I listened to Sid Meier's autobiography. Yeah. And it was painful in comparison. You said it was dry. You said it was dry, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's like, okay, so Elon Musk, it's so funny. It's such a study in contrast. So Elon Musk is this incredibly controversial, iconoclastic person, right? And he's always stirring up trouble, right? Pissing people off, disrupting things, doing things no one thought was possible, pissing off more people, doing more impossible things, right? And you get somebody like Sid Myers, who's an exceptionally talented, competent, and reasonable person, right? Who's kind of a nerd. He doesn't really like dealing with people. He does. He just does the coding, and he just well, you know, I just don't really get involved in the politics or the, you know, I don't really like, you know, you're just like so boring, <laughs> right? I'm sure he'd be an easy person to be around. Yeah, you know, he'd be like it's such a nice guy and probably really insightful and smart, but just reading about reading, especially when he's talking 
about his own life, it's just, it was pretty, pretty damn dry. Now, if you love, just dry, you know, Civilization or some of his other, um, or, or, or game design in general, um, you might get more out of it, but it's just such a funny, I, I, so each book I, re- I listened to got worse and worse and by the fourth one. I'm just like, oh, like the, the Musk one, like I couldn't wait to listen to it again, right? So I kept like, I gotta go for a walk, right? Because I was trying to not allow myself to listen to it unless I was walking, right? Right, do you remember well, the, that? Remember yeah, I was yeah, no, I, that, right? I totally do, yeah. Right. So, but then uh, the Sid Meier's thing, I'm like, God, how much more is this to go? But are you looking mm-hmm. at the uh, the reviews, like the, the you know, what, how many star yeah, reviews Yeah, I mean, it was all, they were all like four, six out of five, I mean... You know, it's like fifty-seven thousand five stars for the Steve Stephen Fry Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm like, okay, that looks solid. Well, dude, I mean, like, of course, it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the fucking Galaxy. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I mean, it's considered the funniest, one of the funniest books and the funniest science fiction book ever written, right? Had Stephen Fry or no? I mean, it's it, it's 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 almost it's immaterial that Stephen Fry read it. Right. Well, it just it it's just it book. just makes it even better. It's yeah, I mean, like, sure, fine. Get yeah. you know, or get one you know, ran, ran, one of the guys from uh, Monty Python or something. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it is it such a layup? It's such a gimme putt. But you know, um, Mar- Martin Freeman uh, reads who who stars in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the movie. He reads the second one, and he he does a pretty good job of that. And um, to the point where you know how I I drive the car down to the park and then do my walk because I d- I didn't want to walk down the hill because it was hurting my legs. Well, I was so that's such a that's such a Justinism. It is so perfect. <laughs> I was so <laughs> Justin deeply... drives to the park because walking down the hill hurts his feet or hurts his ankles. I mean, I Jesus was so Christ. deeply involved in listening to the book. That I forgot that I'd done that, and I walked up to the house, the and then realized, oh shit, I left my car at the park. So now you got to walk down anyway. Yeah, I got to walk That's down great. the freaking hill. Total waste of my time. Yeah, so I'm looking. I'm I'm looking for some uh, recommendations. Uh, maybe I would listen to the uh, Foundation series again, or some sci-fi. But have you have you not listened to um, Ian M. Banks? Or have you do you didn't you no. never read the Culture Ian M. Banks? Mm-mm. Oh, you got to do that. The player of games. Yeah. Yes. Recommended. I'm give it a shot. So if, yeah, I, I, mean, if I hate it, who do I blame? Do I, blame I mean, you? you probably you probably will hate it, but I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> Why do you want it's me to listen really to it if you think I would hate it? <laughs> I mean, Musk loves it. He names all of his things after Does after he? things from the fountain. Yeah, player like, games. Wasn't that Grimes made a song? Called yeah, Player of Games. About, yeah, about player, Elon. Like, Ian M. Banks wrote Player of Games. That's, I think, probably one of the best books about the uh, about the culture. So the culture is like the foundation, but except it's the NM Banks version, and right. uh, you know Musk absolutely loves it. Like, yeah. So well, if Musk loves it, and you love then it, it, then it must be good, right? We got all bases covered. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I maybe give it a shot. Okay. All right. So what do we got on deck today? What are we, what are we talking about? Um, so we're gonna do some. Well, we're gonna do some updates on the ever popular operation or project superhero first well do you want to do that i mean do you want to do that first or do you want to go into other non-us stuff first no i i think i think it works best i think we get warmed up talking about our uh our own stuff our own stuff as long as we don't go overboard and then get into to the justin's links have you um do you ever watch stargate the series any of those episodes yeah yeah stargate with richard dean anderson Saw the movie. 
Well, no, but then then, then there was the series with Richard no, Dean Anderson. No. It seemed kind well, of it seemed kind of like low production value. It didn't seem like oh, it was it very was, it was. It was completely yeah, it didn't look very good to me. I mean I would fiction. catch like thirty seconds of it and flip through channel, I'm like, nope. But of course, I mean, I loved it. But but anyway, there well, was dude, one... your your bar for sci fi is low. <laughs> there was I mean, one... Ooh, like a spaceship. I'm in. I am so there was in. one episode where I'm in. they did um they did like Groundhog Day, like a lo- like a time loop, mm-hmm. and um, they ke- you know how they, they and they really go deep into the exploration of the time loop concept. And there's one point where Richard Dean Anderson goes, he's like, "Screw it, I'm taking this loop off, I'm taking this loop off," and he just doesn't even like all the craziness happens around him, and he just sits on the ground and he's just eating like a chocolate bar or something like that. He's like, "I'm taking this loop off." That is how I feel about project superhero i am just like i'm taking this loop off man i'm just i'm like i need a break what are you talking from, about like, you like spammed us i every need a break day from transparency for, like, format. like you were like you took over the whole damn channel it was like it was like justin's <laughs> like we all get to live in justin's brain i am for f- four months of like being so transparent like I just it's just too much. So I'm so what I'm gonna do for the next couple of weeks is I'm just I'm gonna post my chart, my blood sugar chart, and my steps. And I'm only posting weight if I lose it. And that's it. Just those three things. Because it's just too annoying and stressful. I'll get back into it. Well, in th- okay, okay, okay. So here's the problem though, <laughs> Justin. Part of the problem was account the reason you were doing it for his accountability. So if you don't post it up there, then you're just gonna stuff your face, right? No, I'm not gonna stuff my face. I'm you're gonna, not gonna eat walk. Exact- you're gonna sit I'm down going and to I'm eat gonna cheeseburgers. shoot ten I'm gonna shoot for ten thousand steps a day. I'm gonna f- I've got my meal plan sorted. In my in the morning I have my fake coffee. In the afternoon I have my salad with Kevin's chicken. And in the evening, I have my yogurt with meds, and that's just what I'm going to do. I'm just doing it. Your, your, well, how much? Cal- how many calories is that? I don't know. I don't care. I'm not going to talk it's about important. it. I did, dude. How many times we got to go through this? You can't like starve yourself out. You got to have I'm enough. I'm not going to be starving myself out. Yeah, you will. I'm not going to start. You'll, no, you'll, you'll, you'll do it, and then you'll quit, and then you'll, then you'll say, oh well, you know, I what, had to go eat what, the pig. What, what is it? Is it like I'm going to eat too many cheeseburgers, sandwich, or I'm going to starve myself out? Like what's, what's the problem here? Hello. Justin, are you there? Okay, you're back. Go on, what were we going to yeah. say? What, like, like, what's your story? Is your story, oh, Justin, you're going to starve yourself out? Or is your story, oh, Justin, you're not reporting, so you're going to eat too many cheeseburgers? Like, what is what is the story? What do I think is going to happen? Or what do I think, what do you think, what do I think is at risk? Yeah, what's the stuff? Like, the, the risk, what I'm trying to say is, is, because you don't okay, here's what you don't do. You don't want to do things in a structured way, right? Which leads to continual fuck ups. Right? I like, just well, said I, I'm this, gonna well, do I know, I know, I know. But you still have coffee. the like for those things that you're gonna do, you should count the calories, count the fat, count the yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent protein. Like I said, I'm taking this loop off. I'm just I will get back to that in two weeks. I'm not quitting. You're quitting, and then you're gonna. No, no. Might as well just. That's quit. not gonna happen. I'm just. I'm just. I just. There's too much X-ray vision of Justin right now. Yeah, because you I'm don't want just... accountability. Because you don't want to do what you're supposed to do, and so you don't want accountability. Right. That's what's going on here. 
that's not that not too much transparency is too much accountability. That's not what's going on. It's just, well, here, it's I'm, just, just here, I'm gonna tell you, what, I'm just gonna reiterate one last time what you should do. Okay. For the record. All right. You should pick out two to three meals per breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever you need, right? You can eat the same one every day like I do it for lunch, or you can which do I which I have done. Three or four, right? Fake coffee, you salad need with chicken. To know yogurt. how many calories they are it is. You need to know how much um, protein it is, you know, and how many carbohydrates and fat and, and sugar, ideally. If you're not getting enough protein, Justin, you are risking losing more muscle as you're losing fat. Explain well, I'll be doing deficit. the um, I'll, I'll be doing the the workout that we already decided. Okay, so we're going to get into that. Scott's- not enough. It is not enough. What I've tried to explain this to you um, a dozen times, and I don't know why you're not listening. If you don't have enough protein in your caloric deficit, you are going to lose more muscle. This is basic science behind this okay and i know okay. you're like intuitively I, will... I don't feel like i should be eating this much protein as you said which All is right. whole, which is ridiculous right. because you have no intuition about what how much protein you should or shouldn't be eating so you need to know much protein you need to eat a minimum amount of protein we can go with what that is i so will definitively put down what the protein and calories will be and i will just eat the same thing every day but that is it that's right you don't even have to report it you don't it's not like you have to report it to the channel report it to me i don't care i'm just telling you if you are like, if you just made up three or four meals, your, your meals you're in today, and you have no idea how much protein it is, and you're at, you don't know how many calories it is, and you're just going to eat this, that's that's just random because you could be at a caloric, too far of a caloric deficit, and you could have be too far below on the protein. You could be too high in the fat, you know, which is problematic for the diabetes. So it's like you need to know what the hell you're doing. And the great thing about eating the same thing today, same thing, or at least within a, a finite selection of things, is you can say, okay, well, I ate one of three breakfasts. They all are all within this range of like, you know, this much fat, this much calories, this much whatever. Then, you know, you're not going to screw up. You eat the same thing every day. There's nothing to screw up. You already calculated it, right? There's no thought. There's no, there's no um, mistaking. There's no, you know, screw ups. It makes it stressless. And yeah. Almost errorless. So that's what I'm saying. You know, I, you don't have to I've the already same taken thing. on board that advice. I already have that. Yeah, but you said you don't know how much protein or calories or anything else. Well, I know that it's approximately okay. I mean, I, I, fair enough, fair enough. I will fucking measure it out to the T and like totally know exactly how many calories it is. But I'm pretty okay. sure that it's okay. Okay. Because well, otherwise, calories... I'd be like losing ridiculous. I, I like, I'd be losing. I'm just losing it an appropriate amount of weight. Okay. I'm not losing a crazy but, amount of weight. But as I've said about protein, how many, how much protein are you eating per day? It's like 60 grams. Yeah, that's too low. So you don't even know what you're supposed to be eating. How much are you supposed to be eating when you're at a deficit without losing muscle? What do you think? Um, you have no idea. I mean... Right. I okay, think so that, the answer is you have no idea. Right? I, the minimum, I, I think the minimum, that, minimum should be 0.6 grams per pound. Right, so it's 120 grams of protein, 125 grams of protein for you, minimum. Probably but should be eating 0.8. I think one. that's only relevant to people who are like doing weights and stuff. This is not true. Okay, I, I, See, I the, don't know if what you're saying is true, because I mean, a, I read your knowledge of your knowledge of exercise and working out compared to mine. They're not on the same plane. I'm trying to help you out. 
You're just arguing with me about something you don't even know about. Okay, like, I'm not going to argue about music recording, audio engineering. You know, you know way more than me. I'll take your word for it. I'm, you know, I'm telling you, as somebody who knows a fair amount about this, if you do not consume enough protein and are at a caloric deficit, regardless of whether you're doing resistance training, yeah, I know you're trying to do some like just in time research to try and refute this, but that's yeah. not going to do it. That's bullshit. Okay. Come on. Stop being ridiculous. Okay. Look, um, you need to be, you know, if you, if you want to go to a source, go to someone like Peter Atia. Go watch a bunch of his videos. Okay. okay. If you want to try and educate yourself and, and get it like some idea or just listen to what I'm telling you or listen to what's the, some of the guys on the channel who know what they're talking about, like Mark and Joe, listen to what they're saying. They know what they're saying. Joe, too. Said, Joe said, don't take too much protein. It's not good unless you're, uh, if you're, if you're like trying to. I, now, so, so what is too much? See, when I, we see, we're, the thing is, we're never even talking about like what is too much. So usually we talk about eating a lot of protein to say, well, you don't want to be eating like, you know, two grams of protein per every pound. You know, you should not be eating, you know, 300 grams of protein being a diabetic. But you should, what you shouldn't be doing is eating 50 grams of protein or something like that when you're, when you're, when you're at a caloric deficit. You need to be in a reasonable range, a 0.6 to 1 at the high end for you, probably 0.6 to 0.8. I wouldn't, you know, just to preserve your muscle because if you, if you continue to be at a caloric deficit and you lose, let's hopefully things go well and you lose 20 or 30 more pounds over the next year. Right. You could end up losing a substantial amount of muscle, which isn't going to be good. It's not what you want. You want it to be fat. And all you have to do is eat more protein, which chicken or turkey or egg whites or, you know, I mean, there's a million things to pick from, right? There's, you know, you know, it doesn't even have to be, can be. 120 animal. grams of protein is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I eat a lot of protein. I eat more than that. I, or I have like a protein shake. I, I have like a, every night, I eat like a 40 gram protein shake. It's, like, it's only like 110 calories. But like how much muscle have you got compared to me? Probably a fair amount. I remember our, 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 we did those body comps. You've probably, probably got amount. double the muscle that I've got. Not double the muscle, but there's a, there's a substantial, there's a substantial difference. I mean, I spent years lifting weights and being an athlete. You didn't. So it's... So, you know, so for you, like 120 grams of protein. It's is really what? more about. I mean, the 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 really going after body weight. So I'm a we're we're in a we're not we're in a similar body weight range. I'm 193 ish or 206. So we're, you know, same. And that ballpark. doesn't. And it doesn't make a difference between the composition of the muscle and the fat. Like I'm got as you know loads of fat. I don't know muscle. of any research that that breaks it down that far. The research is just mostly gone off body fat. I'm mean, off um on body weight. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, I think intuitively that might be correct that if you have a lot more muscle or a lot less muscle might 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 make swing a little difference. But, you know, if you're 250 pounds or 110 pounds, it's a big difference in terms of protein you need to be eating. So you need I to mean, be eating. If I was to do like 100 grams of protein, I think that would be. Well, I good. Mean, you're such, I'm, I'm glad you have such great natural intuition about all this because you spent so much time thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, break, dude, you know what you're talking about. Quit making shit up. Look, if you want to, if you want to, I mean, I put, I pasted a, a, a link that had a bunch of scientific references. Right. For you. This is for you to read. So you could just get a 
quick overview of all the major things of how not to lose muscle when in a caloric deficit. And it went through all yeah. the different things. Okay. And, you know, I said there's sort of like in the low end, it's 0.6 grams per pound. So it'd be all 120. Right. On the low end. So you should probably be a little bit higher than that. Okay. I'll... But here's the great thing about protein. Protein actually fills you up faster. It fills you up. Yeah. You get more satiated than eating carbs. So, I mean, dude, I mean, how many times you had like a steak and you're just like, ugh, you know, like 500 pounds of steak. You're like, I can't, you know, you're not, you're kind of fills you up more at carbs. You could like, dude, we can eat carbs all day. Okay. It's so easy to eat carbs. All right. Well, I'll, I'm I'll, just, okay. I'll, I'll add that to this, to the list. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Good I mean, deal. to hurt your feelings, but you're being difficult, no, you know, and I'm trying to help you because you're just sort of like, you're like the, it's like, it's like you're dealing with a client who just won't take your advice, and you're just like, dude, what I'm, you know, it's like everybody, you're dealing, you're when you're technical, you're the, you're the technical person that, and and the guy's hired you to build some software, and he's arguing about the technical stuff, and you're just like, give me a break, like what are you talking about? Well, I heard you should build it in COBOL, and like, no. <laughs> No, we're not building it in Cobalt. No, we're not building it for OS 2. By the way, I'm just uh, taking note of the things that we're discussing because remember... That's fine. Um, we, you know, so I, I'm not backgrounding. I'm just like okay. All right. logging so, down the things that we're talking about. So the other thing... Right, so great. So just eat enough. So summarize, figure out what you're going to eat. Be at a mild, be, get yourself into a mild caloric deficit as you, you know, don't starve yourself, you know, for you, you know, I mean, get, I, I would say 200, I, 2000, 2000 calories or maybe a little under that if you're comfortable with 1800 or something, but I wouldn't probably go below 1800. Um, and uh, make sure you have enough protein and, and for your, and for the diabetes, for glucose that, you know, clearly going over 50 grams of fat or 40 grams of fat is not ill-advised you know i'm not an expert on that but i think we've been seeing in the charts and everything you've said that you need to keep your fat low right keep the fat and sugar under wraps so just get the protein up it's easy man mm -hmm. just and look oh if, easy easy get the protein up you don't think getting protein ups what why is eating chicken what's hard about eating chicken or egg whites or well so it, 60 grams of chicken is like eating no. like and 60 grams is half of 120 Chicken breast is like, like what, like forty grams or something, thirty-five grams. Like Kevin's chicken is sixty grams of chicken. It would be so hard to eat two of those a day. So I don't even know how it's possible. But what are you maybe it has about? to be with shakes or something. What? No. But I like I I need to do some deep research because it's just it's just like I I I want to look at the links that you sent. I want to speak to I, I want to speak to my doctor. So basically, I mean, you don't I just, trust me. Okay, fine. You don't trust me. No, You're gonna go it's, and... it's not that I don't trust you. I, I trust okay. you a hundred percent about like be, being a bodybuilder and and like all that kind of stuff. But as in me, a fifty-four-year-old guy with diabetes, you know, like I just I, I I feel like I need to really make sure that what you're saying totally applies to me. That's all. Because if it seems it seems weird, it seems wrong because. It would to eat that much would be really really difficult to eat that much protein. No, if you had if you had um you know some turkey or some chicken you know for breakfast like I said have some egg whites and you can have one thing you can do is um like I have a, a protein shake at night like I said it's like forty grams of protein it's like one hundred ten calories. Protein is super heavy on the kidneys like I just I guess, I've, it, 
Dude, but it, if know? it's in a range, so that's, that's the thing. It's, it's it's one thing I keep seeing in the in the press often is you have all these people who are word cells who don't know anything about math and everything is just using words and so nobody knows the relative weights of anything. And, and so nobody knows what anyone's really talking about half the time. Here's a perfect mm. example. What's a lot of protein? What's a lot? So you don't even know. You're just saying it feels like it's a, a lot is bad. Okay, a lot is bad. What is a lot? 300 grams? Well, I'm just thinking grams, about what? Oh, I mean, I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking about Kevin's chicken, and I know how much it is, and it's 60 grams, and it's like, that is a shit ton for me to eat. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking. Yeah, so I'm thinking I, all right. I like, uh, you know, I mean, I go to uh, lunch, I mean, I ate like a chicken breast and two chicken wings and, so, you know, a cup of pinto beans, and I don't think it's like 70, 75 grams. I got protein. it. Listen, we, we this is this is boring to listen to. We don't need to, but but I, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. And all right, fine. Um, all right, fine. So yeah. just get... Yeah. Get your macros and your total calories set. Pick a se- series of meals. Stick to those. Whether it's one meal or four meals you pick from for lunch, or uh, who cares? No one cares. Just get, just make sure you're hitting those numbers and they're in, they're in a pretty tight, reasonable range, so you don't have to stress and think about it. Make decisions because it's always the game time calls. You end up making the bad choice. We all make bad choices when it's at the moment. You're like, oh, you know, I just really don't want to eat this. That's just it's one meat, right? Um, so let's talk about the I exercise. I will do that. Let's talk. About I will do that. I guarantee well, I will do that. Okay. One thing I want to say. So, also, I do want to applaud your your progress. I mean, you're down to, what, 206 pounds. That's great. Hmm. Right? Thanks. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. Everyone on the channel is proud of you. I just want to see it keep going. And I want, to, I want to see you not lose muscle while you're doing it so that doesn't create a problem. Because, okay, the first part, you were a little maybe not optimal on some things. Totally fine. Right? I mean, it's fine. But now it's like, okay. So, if you're going to keep it going which you need to because you're only part of the way there. Just, you know, let's get things, just a little, tighten them up a little bit. Not mm-hmm. tighten them up in a more severe way, but just tighten them up in terms of make sure you're doing the right things. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk exercise. Um, so you haven't been doing any resistance exercise. So, well, I, I did, I did that one, one well, day. I, like, I mean, over the past six months, you've done, approximately zero, zero yeah. exercise for the last Correct. 10 years zero yeah okay so being a caloric deficit having doing no resistance exercise and eating low protein means you're losing muscle and you're going to continue to lose muscle so the two things you need to do are resistance exercise and 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 keep your protein high um peter t go peter t atia who's one of the world experts on stuff will tell you all about it. Just search him up on YouTube and you watch videos and you can say, you can ignore everything I say and just listen to Peter because he knows more, way more than I do about all this stuff. Anyway, um, he's a, he's a doctor. He's optimum. How do you spell, guy. how do you spell Atia? A-T-T-I-A, I think. He wrote oh, okay. a, a recent book called Outlive, which yeah. has been okay. kind of a lot of press. Maybe you want to listen to that on, uh, on Audible. Uh, right. Anyway, so, um, exercise, especially particularly resistance exercises, are important. One thing he was saying is the problem is that when he was getting um, a lot of people who were wanting to go on a Zempic, right? He's like, okay, like he would only do it for people who were s- s- obese, not just, oh, I want to lose 10, 15 pounds kind of thing. But you have to do two things you have to do resistance and exercise, and you have to keep protein up. This is critical, you know, so for the exact reasons he's going into that, right? Because what Ozempic does is it does two things and at a very rough level. It suppresses your appetite, 
right? And if you eat, and also it sort of bypass, bypasses the, the glucose using, I think it's the glucose in your blood and it goes straight to using fat. So if that means if you eat something that's too sugary, you're going to have a bad time in the bathroom. So you don't want to eat like a friend of mine talked about how his wife ate, like made a mistake, was on it and she made a mistake of using, eating an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> That's, that's not what you want to do when you're eating it when you're on something. Anyway, yeah. so um, uh, anyway, so the 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 point is you want you need to do resistance exercise. Doesn't mean you need to be in there in the gym doing deadlifts and squats or whatever, but you need to be stimulating your muscles. You know, with going to failure or near failure, a couple times a week. When while in your caloric deficit, just to preserve the muscle you have. I'm not talking get yeah. you get jacked. It's just don't say hey, you know, because and I I I wrote about this on um on Discord, and I just repeat it for any because I'm sure that we have a lot of listeners who are on on, on the Discord. But at a um the goalie on my college soccer team was um really good athlete, but he was heavy. He was a bigger guy. And I don't know how heavy he was because relative to me at the time, I probably weighed like 150 pounds. So he seemed really heavy, but maybe he was like 200 or something or 220. I don't know what he was, 210. He was still could move. Big guy, but he could still, he was built like a linebacker, but over overweight linebacker. And um, and I remember he was only six foot, but he could dunk a basketball, which was insane. It was insane seeing someone who was under like 6'2 or 6'3 could dunk, much less somebody who was heavy overweight could jump so that means he had some pretty big muscles and explosive power powerful legs Hmm. powerful legs and and um so anyway i remember it was this it was this uh we the first day back to preseason our junior year of college report to camp it's like 23rd 24th august and he looks like a skeleton i was like what I remember where he takes his shirt off and it was like, it looks just looked depleted. I was like, whoa, you know, and I, I think a few of us were there and I was like, wow, you know, how much weight did you lose? And I don't remember what it was, you know, but he'd had no, you know, muscle on him left. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, he looked like, you know, I'm, I'm guessing now, cause I don't know when he started losing weight, but he must've gone from like 220 or 210 or something to like 155 pounds or 160 pounds. I don't know what it was, but it was like, and he couldn't even touch the rim anymore. Much as dunk a basketball. He had, why'd he do it? What's that? Why'd he do it? Well, cause he was, he was fat. He was overweight. He wanted to get in shape, but he did it the wrong way. You know I mean? He, hmm. this is pre-internet. This is pre Okay, so what's he gonna do? Is go on a diet and probably probably went running every day. Yeah, right. Running, he probably just yeah. went for like a five mile run and kept his diet down and did that. I probably had started the spring before and then did it all summer and he showed up to his preseason and, but then he lost a lot of his athleticism. He wasn't as powerful as fast he was. He lost his starting position and never got it back. He went from being our starting goalie and like you know, team captain or close to, you know, just done and. Um, Jeez. And that's just what happens. I mean, now, if you lose 10 or 15 pounds, you know, and you do it by dieting and not doing the things that I said, and you lose a couple pounds, it's not noticeable. But when you lose 50, 60 pounds the wrong way, now, you know, and now now it's like you're kind of screwed because now you have to try and build all that back. And it's hard to put on muscle. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to do that, then you've kind of put yourself on a hole. So anyway, that's why I've just, you know 
for you to get to the point we're talking about where you get down to ideally get to like 15% body fat to like ideal body fat percentage to hopefully reverse the diabetes and all this kind of stuff, you know, you may be down to 165 pounds or 160 pounds or something like that. And if you say, well, I'm going to lose an aggregate 70, 60, 70 pounds, and you're going to do it the wrong way by just dieting and, and not, not doing resistance exercise and not eating your protein. It's like, well, I can tell you what's going to happen right now. Right. You know, you're going to look like a skeleton. You're going to look like, you're going to look depleted in a skeleton. And then, well, anyway. So, yeah. anyway, that's why I've been beating on this drum because it's, it's not, it's a non-trivial issue. And, um, you know, you've, you've, you've demonstrated the ability to, to lose weight, which is great. And it's like, okay, maybe Justin can keep going. But, okay, if he does keep going, just do it, do it with a, the, a, in a, in a, in a more, in a more, uh, higher quality way. So anyway, the resistance training is good. I, you know, so you wrote on discord that you, I guess there was some seven minute workout that Joe or somebody posted. What was the workout? Um, you know what? I just did my own thing. Just making shit up. Well, I'm just thinking, I yeah, just, I just, but I mean, I'm just looking at a bunch of different things online and, and looking at different exercises and just pulling some together. So what for example, do? squat, I did, um, so I did, I mean, this, it, when I say it's my own thing, it's my own thing based on input from a lot of different sources. So I wanted to do legs. Hello? Um, so yeah. I did, uh, squats, uh, just, just free weight squats. Uh, and then I did, I'm oh, sorry, um, I'm sorry, back it up. I didn't hear what you said. Start, start over. You... Oh, so I did, um, free weight squats. Uh, I did, uh, three sets of 10. So, and I did them slow, uh, squats, free weights mm-hmm. and sort of put my hand behind mm-hmm. my neck like that. Mm-hmm. So three of those, uh, so 30. Then I did uh, like a forty-five degree angle. I did three sets of ten press-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, push-ups. Uh, we call, what we call push-ups pu- in the United push, States. Yeah, we call them press-ups in England. So, and I, and I've, of course, I couldn't do. I mean, there's just no way I could do them at a full. You can't quite. do a normal push-up. Yeah, no, no. So anyway, so ten, so three, three sets of ten of those, and then crunches. I did um, three sets of twenty crunches. That was it. Okay, so as my first foray, and the problem was you made yourself just super, super sore the next couple days. You said you couldn't do it the next day. I I couldn't do it the next day, but I could do it the day after. Yeah. So what I would have told you had we spoken about it is I just do like one set of each. (laughs) Even you know, like you know, obviously I've lifted weights on and off for a long time even when i like take some time off three or four months and i go back to lifting i've learned the lesson one warm-up set for each that's it the first time then okay. two warm-up sets like three a few days later because otherwise you come out you're so sore and you're like ah you know it's just brutal it's just unnecessary just so it's like ease into this stuff right and you know just so what i would do next time is don't do three just do one or two sets Okay. And do it to the next time to where, yeah, you'll be a little sore, but you you don't have to do this stuff every day. I would aim to do it three days a week. Okay. If you're just doing body weight, if you're doing body weight, just do a few days a week. I think that's great. If you do Monday, Wednesday, Friday or whatever, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, something like that. And um, I think, you know, for starters, push-ups, like, uh, body squats and, and, and crunches are is a good starting point. You'll You'll want to, to go beyond that, but I think that's a good just sort of get, you get some of the bigger muscle groups going and and everything but just you know it's so easy to underestimate how out of shape you are (laughs) and how 
and, and it's, and then if you injure yourself or you tweak something, then you kind of throw yourself off or, yeah. or sometimes you just get discouraged. Like, God, I've been, I was hurt for a week. I don't want to do that again. It's like, okay, like this isn't the problem that you did. This problem is you just, just jumped into it a little too quickly. So just okay. ease into it, man. Like it's, it's, it's fine. And it's a marathon. So, but, um, I was watching, um, I would, you know, we don't have to get too into the exercise thing, thing Cause I think we should probably build on it as we go is just do the body weight thing for, I don't know, you get sick of doing it. That could yeah. be six weeks, maybe three months. I don't know. But, and, and as you get going, like, you know, do two sets of each and then three sets. And then once three sets, try and do a few more. You don't have to do more than three sets, but try and do a few more reps. And then do you do the press-ups or push-ups on the floor, you know, mm. but, you know, and try and do three sets to failure or, you know, pretty much a point where you're like, I can't do it anymore. That's you have mm. to go to near you have to go to failure and near failure to get the stomach the, the muscle stimulus to the progressive overload to keep from losing muscle. That's the mm. key. You can't just say, Well, I could have done twice as many, but I just stopped. Okay, you might be getting you might be exercising. You're like, I'm out of breath, but it's not stimulating the muscle, so it's not gonna prevent it from from being catabolized when when the muscle loss. I guess I did that about four days ago, and I must confess I feel it feels good now. So yeah. um Yeah. So you didn't but, dan- you didn't injure yourself. But you yeah, just no, you just got a little got a little got a little excited there, mm-hmm. which is which is on brand for you. So <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't on strain brand. your Achilles for three months or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but I was watching. Um, I was uh, well. First of all, I I talked to Phil about this, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, what I got? I got dumbbells, just a set of dumbbells and um, a bench. You know, just the just the bench, mm-hmm. not with a you know, the bench is like seventy bucks. Yeah, instead yeah. of just and he's like, that's all I've done for the last few years. He's like, I, ju- I joined the gym again because I just wanted to get back in the gym. But he did it for a long time. And I just watched a really good full body workout by a guy I really trust. I'll send you the um, workout with dumbbells. And okay. it's a 20 minute workout with dumbbells and a bench. And so it's like you could build up to this, you know, three to six months from now. Let's just say you do, let's just say that you do the body weight stuff and you build on that for the next few months. Until you're yeah. just like, oh, I can do enough push-ups now. I got to do like 30 and it's so boring and I hate it. I'm like, okay, I get it. I hate doing more than 10, 12 reps anyway, so I'm with you. I mean, maybe you might be one of the guys who just loves repping stuff out. Some guys do. They're just high rep guys. They just Oh, that's me. They're oh, like the I distance. love repping stuff out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I find it interminably boring. And I'm like, you know, after 10 or 12 reps, uh, you know, I just like, oh, so I want heavier weight. So once you get into shape and you've done enough of these these body exercises, I would get a bench and some dumbbells, and then you could do a 20 minute workout three times a week, two times, at least yeah. two times a week, maybe even twice, which isn't a lot, right? We're not talking, we're trying to keep things very efficient for you because I know you're like, I'm not going to the gym, yeah. I don't got time for all that crap, and totally get it. But, you know, that's your, that's your workout. Super, super efficient. And not only will you um, prevent muscle loss, you'll, you'll build muscle, even in a, in a, um, even in a caloric deficit, considering you haven't probably built a lot, so you probably still build some. All right. Long. So long story short, I'll I'll calculate my uh, input correctly, the protein and the calories, and I will do. I'll set alarms for three times a week to do this uh, workout, and then I will put th- that information in the slot in the discord when i do it the yeah uh, i mean that way yeah, i mean yeah. you know you can get feedback and, and other, i mean this one is yeah and but just build build slowly two sets then to three sets once you're like ah you know when, when it gets to the third day you're like i'm not even barely even sore now it was, it was so easy i you know 
Yeah, you can do three sets, but don't go past three. You don't really need to go past three sets and just add some more reps and you know. Let's let's talk about you for a bit because I think I think I'm if I was a listener, I'd be bored hearing about me. Um so let's let's not go straight into Lightwave. Let's talk about you. What's going on with, with your superhero, your math academy, all your stuff? Okay, so um I'm officially down twenty pounds. So nice. I started at 213.6 and that was after a week of dieting and stuff so that I was like that's my you know my fill and I used to call our, our dry weight after you get all the carbs mm-hmm. out you're like this is after three or four days of exercising and having being on like zero carbs that's my weight that's you know and so I'm 20 pounds down from that I've lost about four and a half inches off my gut um and um I've been lifting regularly so I, I lift six days a week so every day i go to the gym i do my entire workout pretty much an hour so i know it sounds like i'm working out a lot but i, I i'm pretty efficient i'm like i'm like you in the sense that i don't want this thing to take all damn day i got stuff to do right mm, yeah i got kids i got startup i got stuff so um you know i get in stretch for five to ten minutes do a quick warm-up on the bike for 10 minutes and then i do like 30 minutes of um 30 minutes of cardio I'm 30 minutes of lifting, 25, 30 minutes, three or four exercises, and I jump in and do another 15, 20 minutes, depending on how much time I have of more intense interval training, cardio. And anyway, mm-hmm. so lifting, um, and uh, I'm definitely getting, um, I've definitely gotten stronger, a lot stronger over the past. It was kind of funny. It's like I started like doing some lower rep stuff, and I was like a bunch of these machines. I was like maxing them out, and I'm like, yes. You know, it's like you get to the machine and you're like, you're like last plate, you know, not that anyone cares, but it's fun to think of yourself. I was like, cool. I was on this, I was on the leg press machine and it was like 390 pounds and I was doing sets at 12 and I was like, oh, this is, this is easy. This is, I Would you think you'd try and do the like jump high again? That stuff? Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. It's always the mm. siren song. I mean, the uh, siren call of, uh. What I what I started doing with the um with the so the leg workout I was like you know because what I started doing is I um after I was starting to max out the leg press machine I I don't want to really do squats because every time you have to do squats it's like you're always, there's always people on it you gotta like sit there and wait for people to get done and they're always there for like ten twenty minutes and then it takes a long time it's just a huge time sink and I always feel like I'm gonna strain um like a ligament a, a tendon because just I'm not the most uh, flexible person in the world, so I, that's not my favorite. Um, so I did these um, step ups, like um, where you like step up on like a, you know, something like a footstool kind of box, right? And you yeah, have, I was on like 25 pound weights, dude. My ass was sore for like five days. He said it's a five. And I was just like, ah. Oh man hmm. and i did the same thing i, I the next one i saw i experimented with another similar single legged uh single leg um squat with like these kettlebells 35 kettle pound kettlebells and again it knocked me out for like four days so um and i started doing those and i was like you know this kind of reminds me of my of my vertical jump training because you know i hmm. should do some dynamic stuff so i'm gonna do some box jump where you jump up onto a box and stuff and i was like i'm gonna do some of those workouts just for um just because they stimulate quick twitch, you know, they, they mean, you know, they, they, they stimulate the nervous system, make you more athletic. Um, I'm not going to get into hardcore like squats or whatever, but I'm going to do, um, a lot of that 
sort of training, but I'm going to do it in a way where I'm, I'm low risk, right? So instead of doing box jumps where I'm jumping up and trying to touch as high on a wall or, 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 or something where I land hard on the ground and every once in a while tweak my back, I'm going to jump up onto a box, mm. right? Nice. You know, yeah. so these little things you can do that like cut the risk down by, you know, five X. And there's all these things I learned before when I did it in my early forties and I was still hurting myself. You're like, God, why did that hurt my back? But it's like, you mm. just land a little weird. And you're just like, damn it. You know? So I'm like, okay, 53, like time to be smart about this, you know? Nice. So, um, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, I'm, I'm at this zone now where I'm like, I'm probably like I was. I did a rough estimate using this online calculator. I'm probably around eighteen percent body fat, which is pretty yeah. good. I the sort of I think the ideal range for males is around fifteen percent, where athletes are going to be more like eleven to thirteen. Like competitive athletes, I don't mean like your weekend warriors. I mean like your college athletes or something like that, professional athletes. Unless you're talking, you know, rock climbers and people who are super low body fat but um so i'm gonna try my goal is to get down to at least 15 but i think i'd like to get around 13 percent, which mm. would probably be like another 15 pounds i probably have to get like 177 or something like that but i'm already at the point now i can see my stomach muscles when i pull my shirt up and stuff so i'm like okay baby here we go <laughs> <laughs> but it's like funny it's like I'm at this point where I look, I'll, I'll catch a certain glimpse. I'll, I'll be walking, I'll see a, a, my reflection. I'm like, all right, look. And then I'll see another one. I'm like, no, not quite, you know? So it's just sort of like almost, almost there. But, um, you know, it's been, but it's been nine months. What, 10, been 10 months, right? Started first of January or first week of January. Been working hard on it. This is hard damn work, man. I'll tell you what. It's been hard. So it's like, this is the last time. Like, I'm not gaining weight ever. Like, like screw That's that. That's right. I'm over same, it. Same for me. I'm just like, I'm I'm sticking with whatever this is, whatever, wherever I get to. That's well, where I'm sticking. The, I was reading this one article was talking about, uh, talking about that. And it's like, you know, the vast majority of people who lose weight put it back on and then put, and then some, because they don't have a plan to after they, after they, they're like, it's like they hit the bell. I did it. And then they go exactly, back to yeah. eating like shit, not exercise. Like, no, like, okay, phase, that's phase one. Now it's phase two. Yeah. You know, so phase two, I'm going to start lifting more weights, you know, or something. Like, I need to do something, build, put on some muscle and, you know, do you have some exercise plans. So you need to sort of transition. It's not because, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll go right back and that's going to suck. Um, mm, yeah. And I'm just, I'm I've no done this too many times it. and, mm-hmm. I now I've I've just I've learned my lesson. Get down to like whatever I can get to. Hopefully one seven somewhere in the one seventies. Get my body fat. Get my, you know, body fat down around thirteen percent. Get about thirty two inch thirty one inch waist. Be fit, and then and then just keep it there by lifting by continuing to lift and keeping my diet from getting out of control. That's it. All right. How about Math Academy? Math Academy. Well, no, let's let's turn. Let's we we go lightweight. We go math. Let's. I think we need to. Okay. Take turns. Let's, let's um, take. Let's take turns. So all let's right. Hear. Take turns. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, well, with Lightwave, I have been um, working on getting it uh, the the styling pop up so that you 
because I had already done the sort of the hardcore stuff of being able to style stuff as bold or whatever. Now I've got this pop-up coming. And it's been it's been uh, a lot of work, but I've made some pretty good progress. I mean, you've you've seen the progress, so maybe you First you of all, I'm really it. really happy. Also, I'm just glad that I was such a hard ass in trying to push you to do it. Because yes. I'm, I'm glad to see. I mean, you're you're doing it. This is great. It's got to feel I good, mean, right? I mean, you deserve credit because here's the thing: Lightwave probably will be a success, mm-hmm. and you know, you definitely deserve credit for pushing me because you like horsed me in back into it when i'd kind of pulled myself out of it and you've done it a few times over the over the last year and you sort of keep on getting me back into it and um yeah it's just it's, well, I'm it's, the ba- it's been invaluable I, yeah, look, it's i'm been the invaluable. one bad guy you got the, you got everyone else on the discord is like mom and i'm dad everybody <laughs> is like oh justin we love you you're doing such a good job keep it up i'm like it's not good enough it's not good enough no gotta work harder and like why are you being so mean i'm like because everybody else is nice. Everybody, so so I can be the big jerk. Dad's mean. Dad's mean. And then you can go, and mom will give you a kiss on the head and give you some cookies and make you feel better. And then on balance, you'll get everything you need to feel good and it push forward. <laughs> what what do you think of the um the progress so far that you've seen? I think there? it looks fucking great. I look. Yeah. There's no question that you are a skilled craftsman in building premier UIs. There's no question. You can do it. That's why when you complain, it was too hard, like, I don't give a shit. I know you can do it. I'm not listening to that. I know what you're capable of if you stick with it. And I personally want it for selfish reasons, right? Because you got me using it. So now I'm now I'm addicted to it. Now I got me close to it. And you're like, well, I'm going to quit. And I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm not quitting because I want the rest of this for selfish reasons. But also, I look at it and I see, okay, this is looking really cool. This is looking great. And so, um, I think the, um, the you know, I, as I've told you, the, the, the sort of responsiveness of it, with it using the hotkeys, has been great from the start. But, I mean, I, I, obviously, I can't use the pop. You haven't rolled that out yet. I've just seen your little animated GIFs, which, which you're teasing me. You know, you're like, ooh, check yeah. this out. And I'm like, okay, well... <laughs> So listen, I don't want to see more trailers. I want to see the near movie. You know, it's going to be even it's going to be even better than you know because, like, I I I worked out what it was because remember I said I find them so irritating, like Asana and all these other apps. Like when you when you you, you drag over the text and you select, and then it pops up, mm-hmm. and what pops up is like a little tool palette to let you do bold, mm-hmm. and I'm. And I've I worked out what it was that really fucking annoyed me about that is that when I'm working in a text editor, I'm working in a scratch pad and I'm doing lots of stuff. I'm like moving text around. I'm like, uh, you know, selecting like five lines, uh, cutting them, moving them up, bringing lines down, blah blah blah. Or when I'm working in um, Microsoft Word, when I'm working with formatting, you know, formatting stuff, then I'm like dragging on text and I'm doing I'm doing quick keys bold, blah blah blah. So like, okay, the reason why I'm annoyed is because I, I tried to use Notion I, uh, in that way. And what happens is like, it just keeps, this pop-up keeps on like blinking. It's like, it's like you, you, you like cut a line of text and then you move it somewhere else. And it's like, it's just, 
dumb. It's just like it always shows that little pop-up every time you select any text. So of course you can't use that as a scratch pad because it's like it's like pop-up, 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 blank, 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 blank. So I spent two days working on that interaction, basically fine-tuning this capability where the system's kind of smart enough to not show you the pop-up when you're working and moving around quickly, but to show you the pop-up when you kind of want it. So what it so what it does is it sort of has this like half a second delay where it's not even going to show you the pop-up and let but if you kind of move towards the pop-up, then it's like, okay, then it shows you the pop-up. So because half a second feels like a long time. So what you but what you can do is you can select it, then move up, and then instantly within a fraction of a second, you know, within like 10 milliseconds, it's there. But if you don't move towards it, then it waits half a second and gives you the chance to cut or copy or make something bold. And then if you do that, then it doesn't show the pop-up. Yeah. So nice. it's like yeah, that's really nice. fluid. So you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> Basically. And that's the kind of uh, obsession that I guess I've been involved in with this product. Yeah. Well, look, a couple things. Um, it's Again, it's optimizing the inner loop, which is something I always stress. Yeah, that yeah. inner loop has to be great, and and this is the inner loop making this experience great, whatever that means. Where there's hotkeys and what selecting text and the, you know the the format, all this kind of stuff has to be really tight and really do exactly what you think it's gonna do, and really quick. And I don't know. And um, if you get all that right. Like all this other stuff that these sort of products do, like Notion or Obsidian, I mean, a lot of these stuff. I don't even sure it's as it's as it's it's not as important. It's important as that inner loop stuff, the real true experience that people use. That's what people go. I just love this thing. It's like yeah, because you could see here how it starts. People like oh, you know, use this thing called Lightwave. It's like, I mean, it doesn't have, it can't do everything that Notion is. But man, it's so much faster and more responsive. It's so it's just more ele- cleaner, elegant. Like that's that's your going to be your selling. Experience. Oh yeah, it does all the formatting and you can do all the real time, you know, collaborative stuff. It's all really cool. But man, is it fun, fast to use? Like that's what I think you should go for. That's where you can compete right. because that's where they drop the ball, right? They drop the ball on that stuff because I tried to use it too. When I realized that you were kind of slowing down, I was like, okay, maybe I'll use Obsidian. And I was like, damn it, it won't do <laughs> stuff like Lightweight. And I was pissed. So I was like, I, I was like, because I was about to give up because you were being so noncommittal and you didn't want to even talk about it. And I was just like, all right, well, screw it. And and then, um, then I got tried to use those and I just hated them. And I was like, I just yeah. want Lightwave. To, that's to do, why people to, I want Justin keep... to add lightweight. So what I'll do is I'll just go harass him. <laughs> that's that's why people keep going back to text editors because because they're just so completely f- lucid and freeform, and that's really where. Yeah, did you do you remember? Um, do you remember in the seventies this book called The Joy of Sex? I'm hearing. I didn't read it, but you, did you ever hear about that? I book, I, I agree with it. I was wondering if like the 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 main campaign for Lightwave should be the joy of text. <laughs> That's good. I like that. The joy of text. I like it. The joy of text. That's fantastic. Actually, I really like that. That's that's perfect. No, it's, that, see, it's like... see that that is exactly what I'm always going for in titles is trying to it, it, it sort of references something. 
in some sort of sometimes an indirect way and you're like oh yeah you know it's kind of a double meaning there that's great but it it, it is a double meaning but it is it is kind of exactly the essence yeah. of what this whole thing is about no, it's like it the grabs joy the essence text. but it, it references something else and it makes people kind of smile a little bit like that's that's if, if whenever I can, I'm able to come up with one of those and I don't do that all the time that's like that nails it so this is this is this is perfect joy of text it's perfect it's like it. um yeah I felt quite happy about that like in the same way as um steve jobs describes well maybe not quite as as good but steve jobs describes when they came up with the slogan think different it was like that he was so in love with it it's like that really nails it that just nails it um the joy of text no that's great (laughs) i wouldn't i'd go i'd definitely do it that's perfect (laughs) well okay so Uh, so yeah so uh I'm really excited about the progress. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So you're how much longer till you get the block quotes and the hyperlinks in there? Well, I've been working on I've as as you've seen, I've got the all of the styling pop-up palette working except for block quotes and code and links. And so That's I stuff went I care into <laughs> So I started doing I thought it was going to be actually easy to do to do that stuff because I, I i know you were making fun and uh, veraptor was making fun of me because you thought oh he's going to start complaining about having to do this multi-line the, you know multi-line let the, the complaining commence but i thought that it was going to be easy because all i'd done was just basically remove the capability to do a carriage return and essentially a carriage return is just another character so shouldn't shouldn't be that hard and in fact in terms of the text storage and the text display that's pretty, it isn't that hard. But what is really difficult is, and I just wasn't expecting this, is that the um, the selection, the, 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 the web-based selection API, it's just, because I want to have my own custom cursor, it doesn't make it very easy. And I've, I've got it working in Firefox, in, in Chrome. Everything's working great in Chrome. But now Firefox, I have not got it working, and I'm banging my head against the wall trying to work out why the fuck. But anyway, so I, long story short, I'm sure in a couple of weeks I'll have it. I mean, I'll have it all there. But I'm really just working on the fine-tuning detail of being able to make my custom cursor draw up and down that that box, like a, a, a standard text box. Yeah. But there's nothing at an internal level that makes the multi-line node a problem. No, it's only the just the user uh the ui stuff that's the only piece the ui like the ui input and the ui display and i've in fact i've got the ui it's 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 really at this point it's just down to clicking the freaking arrow buttons and seeing a little cursor move up and down it that's where i'm stuck right now yeah that sounds like an annoying but not super big deal on this game you'll figure it out the um but you see what I mean like hyperlinks are so important because it's so it's funny even though I'm trying to make show notes you know I was making some topics I might talk for the show it's like I gotta paste the thing and then I gotta paste the link next to it I'm like this is so annoying you know yeah, or that's annoying. you could see yeah. how ideally if if you're preparing to notes for a show or something you'd you'd go okay here's the thing here's a cut and paste a couple little lines or quotes maybe a couple of bullet points of things I might want to talk about. There's a hype, you know I mean? It's like, this is just, yeah, yeah. It's also useful. One thing about the block quote is, um, 
I had originally done the block quote where I had I had styled it so that it was italic, because block quotes should be italic, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I realized that that is probably a bit dumb. What I should do is I should insert the text and then and then apply the italic tag so that you can stop it from being italic if you want it to be. Yeah, I mean that 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 all sounds like. Um... I think you might want to take a look at Slack and Gmail just to kind of see like the things that people most commonly, how they commonly interact with black quotes. So like, just so that you can leverage off of expectations. Well, this is different though. You see, because, because Slack is like, it's, it's not an editable document, you know, like Slack is like, you're pushing it out and then okay. that's it. It's, it's a moment in time that's captured. Whereas this is always editable. So this is much more in line with something like um, Google docs, you know, yeah, okay. But um what I was thinking is you might have a standard like a a custom styles section where you could say this is this is the format I want for you know bullet well, I think points. I'm gonna this make is what it, I want yeah. for um block yeah. quotes. I want a gray background huh. or I don't I want a italic, I don't want a italic. Like you can just kinda go in and just like this is the general thing. Like when you do a black quote, this is what it looks like. If you want to go in and 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 just general you know, because it's like you're not I mean, it's it's not really a a document in the sense that it's for a presentation purpose. It's it might be for communication and sharing, collecting information. You know, that's 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 what but I would it, do. No, it is going to be like it's going to be it's going to be like as if VS Code had a baby with Google Docs. That's that's what that's where I'm going with this because it's it's going to be I a full who's presentation. Mom and who's thing. dad in this scenario? <laughs> it's going you you're going to be able to basically do like fully kind of design it like that's that's just where where i want to take it so okay. you will be able to specify so you can use and this and like then that. post it as a blog post yeah exactly okay yeah but but it, yeah because i think you want to be able to create beautiful documentation you know okay but uh yeah no i i think what you just said that makes a lot of sense so in the same way as like with google docs you have styles you know or microsoft word you have styles mm-hmm. just like that mm-hmm. and a block quote is a style yeah, that makes sense. But you can still like make something bold on top of it. Yeah. And so yeah. then if you click italic it just won't make any difference. It just Yeah. Yeah, and okay. I and I think I think having code blocks and inline code and the math would be a really slick thing too. Oh, definitely math. Uh when you say inline code, what does so that like, mean? I I sent you a bunch of screenshots. So like like for instance when Justin Skysick and I are communicating back and forth. Yeah. And we're like, blah, 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 this table, blah, 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 this field, blah. We will highlight that table name and field and use an inline code, not inline code, code block. Okay. And it's it's a different style. It's not bold. It's not italic. It's kind of got a little thing. And I showed so you it's this. not a code block. It's an inline code. Or sometimes code. you'd be like, blah, blah, blah. And you might have like a, a short... Um, you know, just a you know function name or whatever, and like so much, it's so much easier to read and understand when it's delineated as um, code. Yeah. Okay. Inline code. And that's, no but that's easy. Did, did you see? Easy. Did you see the um the the thing that I ripped off from Discord? Did you see that? Like the the block the blackout. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is pretty niche. But okay. Oh, no, I know. Mean, I know is, you were like it's ex- so good. I know you were excited so about good. it. And I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, no, if it makes them happy, you know, oh, it might be selling some keys to a database so what in it, there. So wanna... what it does is like okay. you can, you you drag, you select something and instead of making something bold, you click the on the little picture of the eye with the cross through it and then it basically 
redacts yeah. it. Well, it's like the yeah, exactly. It's like the government documents and everything is a blackout. Every other word, but it's is cool. But then out. you click on it, you click on it, and then it unredacts it. But what you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to put a, obviously a file menu, and I'm going to make it really easy and real quick, so that like when you copy it, it'll copy it in a redacted form, or it'll copy it without redacted form. Mm-hmm. You know, when you export it to PDF, it'll export it with redact and all that kind of stuff with redactions. So I'm, I'm just okay. Yes, that's you know niche, but that's cute. I mean, I can see it's probably not super hard. You know, it's just a. But oh no, I, I was not. just laughing to myself when I saw. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that makes you happy. But, uh, but the reason why I the reason why I like it is because I'm I'm regularly on screen sharing sessions with someone or whatever, and I'm doing a search, and the search is so fast and it's showing like API keys and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, oh god, I wish those I wish those didn't come up I while I'm screen sharing with someone. So, um, yeah, uh, that was the reason why I did that. That's cool. Anyway. All right. Well, Lightwave, Lightwave. is, is um, blasting moving forward. forward. It is yes. moving forward. Are you, are, well, let me see. What's your enthusiasm level these days? Um, well. Are you super excited madness? Like, you can't sleep? Or are you just like, I, you know, I hate it. I don't know why I'm doing that. I'm well, worried. right now I'm pretty annoyed by this this bug that I can't do. But um, I'm not I'm not super excited. Can't sleep. I'm I'm at just the right amount of excitement. But I am very very excited to think that I I do know how it can make money. Like I do believe that it can make money. I don't think it needs to um, go into the collaborative version. I think that it can make money by selling. Um, five dollars a month subscriptions but selling it in annual subscriptions and i reckon i'll be able to do blog posts and promote it and sell a couple of hundred of those a month pretty quickly but you're still gonna, you're still gonna make a collaborative right i will in the long term yeah like but long I think term being in, what um why is that is that the next piece that you need yeah dude i'm talking about them before like i can't use it with justin i can't use it with anybody i can't collaborate i've told you from the beginning you can't it's like it's there's very few things. There's some stuff I do for my own, but most things that we work on the internet, working with other people. Okay. I will make it collaborative after this other stuff that I'm doing for you right Thank now. You. I'm t- and I'm but, telling you, dude, this is like big but, deal. But in between, this is not, but in this between, is not niche. It is not like Jason's idiosyncrasy. This is like real-time collaboration docu- on documents is like practically table stakes these days it's not some weird thing people just expect it you know and if you can't do it it's like what it's weird so i can't release it publicly before that i, I need to do it i, I need- mean i would i would get the collaboration done i think what's i think it's it's i i i, I, I think it's table stakes i think people are like well you know because everything else can right everything else that people might use in, instead of it Oh, we'll just use a Google Doc, or we'll use Notion, or we use everything. They can all do it. Dude, there was just something that came up on there. It was like Reflect or something. There's like plug and play, real time multiplayer mode. There's libraries now. They're like everywhere. Yeah. Okay. You know. All right. I know you've been avoiding Fine. it, but I'm telling you, and I'm not telling you just from a selfish perspective. I, I mean, this is like. I think it's key. It's kind of you look back years and go, yeah, I can't believe I was not thinking about using this. <laughs> Like, of course, you have to do real-time collaboration. What are you talking about? Um, okay. It's just, I mean, yeah, if it was 15 years ago, I was like, okay, maybe you can get away from it. But even back then, I mean, for Christ's sakes, even like, um, even what was the what was the text editor that uh, I'm just saying, it, they like, did it. Just, it's a simple fact. It doesn't have to do collaboration to make the money that I need. 
simple fact. It's not a simple it can fact. Be That's a, not a simple fact. It, no, it is. You're it, just it, stating it is, something. Be you're pulling something out of your ass because you want to believe it. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, you can sell you can sell a tin can full of shit to people if you're a good enough salesman and make money from it. But you know, it doesn't prove anything. Well, I'll, I'll, but but it's going to be. It's a. It's the internet is fundamentally collaborative. People work with other people. They do not on a silo. And documents are are in part for creating information for yourself, but ultimately they're for sharing or working with, collaborating with other people. And when you can't, you don't have basic collaborative functionality, it just is, um, it's very limiting. It's not, uh, it's just a, you know, it's just, it falls short of what I think most people would expect. It'll be vastly easier to, get people to say, hey, I really, li-, you know, I've been using this Lightwave, it's really slick, and I just got my team to use it, now we're using it for our, our blah, blah, But, blah, for example, Obsidian mm-hmm. isn't collaborative. Great. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stupid people who do things for stupid reasons, and I can't account for all of them, but, yeah. I'm just saying, it is a fact that it could make money without making it collaborative because Obsidian, for example, isn't collaborative okay. and it makes money. But it probably Obsidian would probably make more money and be more successful if I had it built in. You know? I, I guess that could be true. I mean, the reality is... But, but, no, but, no, because, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I do, actually, we, no, we should, we should explore this a little bit more and I'm, apologies if, if we're talking about the same thing for too long. Because what I was thinking was... The, because I was thinking that the next piece that I should build after the pieces that that I'm doing right now was actually full-on encryption to make it so that um, anyone who uses it has to enter in a passphrase and that, that passphrase is not stored on the server and so then it is completely encrypted and so that everything that you use, everything like... Anything that gets sent to the server is just completely encrypted. So I was thinking, the, the the what I should do is first of all I should finish up the basic styling stuff that I'm doing with you now, then make it so that it's completely encrypted, and then release it at a sixty dollars a year a subscription, but basically pay five five dollars a month paid yearly to try and get some some money in. So then I think that because it was it would be completely encrypted and because it would be really good and really cool and it would be like a really good single player thing, I could then get some money. And then with some money, I would do something like hire some people. Yeah. See, to that's help me that's just a, that's that's just a... okay. First of all, you don't need the money that badly right now. You make a good living. Okay. You don't need the money, right? Okay. You don't right. You're not desperate for money. Correct. Right. Okay. So you don't need the money. It's just it's just a validation thing, right? You're just looking for validation, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, they're going to hire other people. You think you're going to make that much money that soon that you're going to hire other people? Not necessarily. No, you're not going to hear. Maybe. You're not going to make anything close to the kind of money to hire anybody who's do, who's going to do anything that's not just going to, you know, be like a, an intern or some junior developer is going to slow me down. Bullshit. Okay, it's just going to yeah. slow you down. It's a total waste of time. You know, until you can hire someone who's literally better than you in a lot of fundamental things, it's a waste of time. Alex is way better than me at a bunch of things. Justin Skysick is way better than me at a bunch of things. That's why they work with me, right? And, 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 you know, that's why they have equity ownership in the company because they're that good. Hiring people who, 
basically suck and then you have to oversee them and try it's just a waste of your time you need to focus 100 percent. okay so no that's the only i was only thinking of hiring really good people yeah you're not going to make that much money to start and secondly Hmm. what's going to happen is you're going to say as soon as you start trying to sell it you're going to get totally bogged down in the marketing and the funneling and that is probably true yeah and then i and then that's all i'm going to hear about for the next you know, you're, well, you know, I'm really worried. I'm trying to, you know, put in the Twitter thing and I'm writing some sponsored posts on this thing and I'm trying to get this. And then it's like, there's no collaboration. And it's just a fundamental missing thing. I think you need to get. Well, collaboration and well, which is more important to you, collaboration or, or privacy? It's important that you're not reading my stuff, right? But I'm beyond not that, read that's, your stuff, but it's, that's fine. I, it's going to be really difficult to build. Like, I'm just telling you, it's going to be like like VC level difficult to build collaboration and encryption. Shit. With encryption? Oh, with are encryption? You kidding me? No, no, collaboration is critical. Collaboration is critical for a, for a pro, for this product to succeed, I think. I think it is a, is a critical, it is an order of magnitude, if not two orders of magnitude. So then, so more more important in terms of, in terms of potential, um, uh, addressable market is being able to do collaboration. You know, encryption, because now everybody's sending stuff back and forth in the web, um, you know, Everybody's storing stuff. The assumption is that people aren't going there who work on this stuff aren't, you know, looking at these documents or stuff. We don't have the, the nobody's make a huge fetish over the encryption, but some people do. There are some small number of people who who are very, very uh, security oriented, and I don't mean to diminish them, but they're just really, really um, focused on this thing. And, and encryption will appeal to them, okay? Um, but for me. Um, it's just important. See, the reason it's the only thing that's important is because, um, if you're writing this and you're like, oh, this is Jason's my only user and I'm just over here looking at everything he's writing, it feels really weird, right? It's like you're sitting there watching me write my emails. It's like, dude, I, not that I'm writing weird emails, but it's just weird and uncomfortable when someone's doing it. If I would just have broken your email and I just said, dude, I'm just reading your emails. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm just looking at them. I am, I am not. I know you're not, but right, but you can see I would be really, it would be really uh, a, a violation of um, boundaries. So, um, but in but I'm sure, like when I have information on other on other um, services, I never really thought about somebody reading because I don't really care because they don't know me, right? It's a non-issue. Exactly. Like so, I mean, Google. I mean, you know, Notion isn't. You know, nothing's encrypted in Notion. Like it's yeah. Like the, like it's. It, it's it's monumentally difficult to make something actually at rest encrypted like you know and some someone um has has offered some ideas on how to do it on the chat so so i okay fair enough collaboration 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 real time real time real time real time collaboration real time real time this i I can't before encryption so so then so then use that money okay so what we're saying is Build this stuff, then move towards collaboration, then market it, then make money, then hire people who are smarter than me, and then and then circle back to encryption. Why do you want to hire a bunch of people? I do, I don't want to hire a bunch of people. I just want to hire one person to help me deal with these really difficult problems. At least someone who isn't ChatGPT. Okay. At least one person. Is <laughs> is it that you just feel like you can do it your own, or are you just lonely? No, I I I do feel like with 
like some of the some of the problems are really difficult it's really difficult to just think through that stuff on your own it's like oh my god it's like trying to it's like trying to think through rocket science. Well, on you're your getting own. through it's all like, this hard fuck. stuff on your own. You're gonna be done. Then it's, then you have all the hard stuff, and then you don't need. Well, you're gonna have someone to help you build, build a landing page. <laughs> no. I mean, what? I mean, you I can build a style dialogue. There, you know, it's like who cares? There's, I mean, there's dude. a couple of there's a couple of. I mean, maybe I can just hire like just hire a consultant or something. But there's a couple of very hard pieces. Yeah, fine. I mean, look, here's the, here's the truth of it. If there if you have some specific hard problems to solve. We have the Texing Army. Would somebody please help me with this? There are a number of very, <laughs> very smart, experienced people who probably know exactly how to solve your problem. I'll be like, dude, I'll screen share out. Nope. Just like we did with that whatever fast node crap or whatever. I mean, there will be there, there's plenty of guys on the show who'll be like, Justin, this is not that hard. Let me show you how to do this. And then you'll just get through it. And it'll be over. I mean that's your right. that's your first shot. If 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 you ask on if you ask on Texing, like, please somebody help me, throw up the flag. I need help, and like and everybody just ignores you and watch you splash around and drown. Then okay, <laughs> fine, then go hire a consultant. But that's probably not the case because All right. you know most of the guys have done a lot of things similar to what you're doing, and there's people who have done specifically who've done their yeah I solved that problem a couple of years ago. Here, just use this library, do this, do this, bing, bing, bing. But anyway, let me get back to the key point, though, is this. Um, uh, the The thing is that one of the reasons that Math Academy, that we're not going hardcore in the marketing is because we're still tr getting some fundamental core aspects of the product working in a place like we want. We have limited resources. I can't hire 50 people. And if I did, that would cut down efficiency massively. So we have to decide, are we going to, should I be writing, spending all my time writing blog posts and landing pages and try and goose up our, our revenue real quickly? Or can we get, can we get some core functionality in place stuff that really makes the product great? And the answer is make the product great. Now, if I was like going bankrupt and Sandy's like, look, we're going to have to start taking equity out of the house. We're out of money. Like you got to make, we need to make more money Then I would do that. But we're not in that position. Yeah. So it's like focus on making something fundamentally great, then worry about selling it because it'll really sell itself. So you're gonna really have the you're gonna have the downhill momentum. If you if you send out something half baked or half finished or half a product, now you gotta work way harder on the marketing. And now guess what? Now you're spending all your time on the customer support and marketing and you're not spending the time getting the product to work. Now I'm not saying that. You know, I know there's this thing where people say they never release the product and, you know, a lot of technology people, that's their that's their error. Their error is that they don't ever market. But I think, you know, and, and obviously we do it's, have users, right? We do have customers, but I'm not spending virtually any resources on the marketing because we need, it's more important to, to really get all these aspects of the product in place. And for you, you're in a similar position in terms of what your, what your money spend on this, which is effectively zero you don't have a burn rate you're not lacking income so it's like okay just just focus on building these core functionality that's going to make it truly awesome and you then know, and then you can turn your attention to the the landing pages and the the the, the um what are the 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 hooks into other products and all the things that are kind of easier to build but are going to help it market and then you can then you can spread your focus around all that that's what i think you know being 
completely honest, I don't necessarily believe that I can make it collaborative. Why? Um, because of the 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 complexity of it. Um, just just the complexity of I I just think that um, well that if I do make it collaborative, it's gonna it really will have to be uh, first in first out. Like I was, I've spent so much work making it um, local first, you know, so that it's it's just super fast and it works local first and it's really good. That local first side of things only seems to be only seems to work with something like CDRT, which is really complicated. And I also, again, that's a whole other piece that I would need to understand. And because I haven't gone with any haven't gone with any frameworks and I I do have to kind of do this from the ground up and like it's it it just seems like a really big piece I mean even going through this with Dave Williams David like he's even he is is when we're having the conversations it's like you know if you can make it collaborative like even he has doubts about whether this could hell yeah you can make it collaborative look I mean this is exactly (laughs) what I was warning you about from the start the longer you put off collaboration the harder it's going to be don't Make it real time collaborative first. Remember, how many how many times did I say that? I don't know, maybe a hundred times. Uh, you still you still had to you still had to get what like I don't think that there was any way of um, bypassing what I've done. No, I'm sure I, there you is. Know, I sure don't. There was. You gotta make it yeah. collaboration first. You gotta text collaboration without everything else. No, because I wouldn't have been able to get I wouldn't have been able to get the instant the instantness. Yeah, I don't like the whole point is I didn't want it to feel like a regular web app. I wanted it to feel yeah. like desktop. Well, I you know look. But at least you're thinking about it early. So that's why it's such a core aspect of it that you want to think about this stuff early. I don't, I, I don't believe at all that it's not possible. That is utter bullshit. It's totally possible. It's just an engineering problem. Figure it out. The CD, CRDT or whatever the hell it is, or use one of these libraries, build it from scratch. I don't care. You know, I'm coding, I'm writing text, you're writing text, it's one of us node, who's ever in, figure it out, to have something approximation. See, here's the, here's the reality. Like, the vast majority of time, it's a non-issue because people are typically not editing the same sentence. You know, a Google Doc, whenever you're in a Google Doc or something and you see someone else editing it, what do you typically do? You sit back, oh, they're editing, I'll just kind of sit back. No, I agree. That's what no, they do. They I, don't I, even, I, I was, it's a non-issue. Yeah. No, I was even thinking you could gamify it. You you could almost gamify it where like you could literally almost have like a points-based system. Like who who had control of the dock right now? I mean, if you wanted to just take it to the nth degree, you could say only one person was allowed to control the dock at one time. They got a score of how much they controlled. The other person would have to like, and anytime someone started using it, then everyone else couldn't control it. <laughs> so it'd be like, all right, now, hey, see, Jason I, had so, control. So I don't think you need to do that. Um you know, it's like it's like you're say is you're going from Git back to source safe back in the old days of like I checked out this file, yeah, I can't right. edit it, right? Like I don't think yeah, you have right, to yeah. do that. Um no. but the but no, you've got even if here's level. what I'm saying is even if you have an algorithm where two people are working, because you're trying to figure out what do I do when people are working on the same node or set of nodes, right? That's the problem. Collision detection and and, fi- and prioritizing. I think you can lock the node. I think you can lock the node on a load That's node what I'm level. Saying, That's not that's what I'm saying. The only time you have to worry about it is when someone's working on the exact same couple of things, exact same yeah, couple of nodes, yeah. which happens almost never. And if in a weird case, and, and if you have an algorithm that is like 
works really great 90% of the time, but every once in a while, there's 10% of the time, it gets kind of weird. Who cares? That's like almost never going to happen. It's a, it's a, it's a corner, it's a corner, corner case, in which case, like, yeah, you know, I was editing this guy and he typed a T and I typed an S and I did a backspace and he said, like, you're going to be like, who but, cares, uh, man? What, seriously? That, 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 that is ignoring the complexity of the undo system, the fact that everything's stored in memory, the fact that it has change sets. So basically, I still have to somehow integrate change sets and undo and all that piece. So that, that's where it's it's not just the simple it's it, it is really fucking complicated honestly it really is well so it's not just the simple stuff but like there's there's a lot of under the hood stuff going on that makes it capable to be that fast okay it's well what was yeah. it that that um uh emros was saying that you know technology is not a competitive advantage and you might as well just give your technology away mm-hmm. i think it's utter bullshit Someone was totally wrong I know he was just yeah. he was just repeating what someone else was saying, right? He was like, oh, "I read this. I think mm. this might be." I I don't I don't agree with that at all. Okay, for right. this exact reason, because this stuff's hard, right? There's certain things that are hard, and you're you can't just download a, a library. It's just going to do it. And so these are this is sort of the moat you're building. Like you you want to embrace the fact that in order to make something really fast and collaborative. It takes some engineering and it takes some hard. This is where you are in your stripes. This is where you go from being a project or an open source project or side project into a commercial product because you walked through the fire and got it to where it can do stuff. And no, you should not give it away. You should build a competitive advantage by doing thing, doing the hard engineering that people don't want to do because for that reason. Yeah, you almost want, you want to embrace it instead of going. Oh, it's hard. Yes, you want it to be hard. No, no, I you I want do. It to I be do. Hard. It's it's just I just have my doubts about if I can do it. But I I, I agree with you. You have your doubts whether do you it. can do it or whether can, it can be done. I I I can do it whether I can personally do it. Yeah, I have my doubts about that. Okay, fine. For sure. Get someone on texting. What who who'd you say is the is the is the is the von Neumann of te- V Raptor or something? You think he's like. I mean, Evo him is like I mean, the, no, is I the... mean Ben. I, I, I think probably. Ben, I mean, in, in terms of coding, probably Ben Boiter is probably the, the more the V Raptor. Uh oh, V Raptor. No, 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 v, no. Who's the no, no V Raptors? No, they're 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 different. They're because V V Raptor is like um, the the von Neumann of like infrastructure and testing and like deep stuff. Whereas um, whereas uh, I think Ben is 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 the von Neumann of like. Uh, of like coding you know just like tell code 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 tell him tell him you'll 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 buy him a round of beers or whatever he he'll be like all right he'll he'll help you out these guys just tap tap the tap the texting super brain you know okay don't don't first of all you know it's possible Right, there's no law of physics or mathematics to present this. It's just a little complicated. You're a little it's fuzzy right now in your head. You can't really see a way through what you need. Okay, fine. Just sit down and clarify in your mind a little bit, and maybe Mark, Mark might be good for Mark this because Mark has. Although he'll want you to rewrite this thing, done... he'll want you to rewrite it in Erlang or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's well, like no. Mark will be like, yeah, yeah, Justin. Like I totally get it, but you know, if you just wrote this in. Uh, and what's the, what's the, what's the Phoenix? It's Elixir. Elixir. No, but I think that, so much that's easier. Al- that's already the thing that that's been decided. 
<laughs> and not that he, I'm not Elixir saying he's to, wrong. To be I'm the just saying we know that's a conversation, yeah. so just be perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Enough on that. Okay. Come on. We've only got I've only got half an hour left. All right. So well, let's do some. Uh, let's do some. Like, oh, you want to ask about Math Academy? Yeah. I don't understand how they do these podcasts in an hour. I feel like we're just warming up. <laughs> right. It's like we're just going. It's an hour and a half, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. So, um, do you want to about Math Academy or not? You you have a distracted, yes, please, disinterested yes. look in your in your eyes. Uh, no, that's because the um the bandwidth cut out and I was also taking notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you focus? I don't need you to give me notes on, about then. Math Academy. I know about Math Academy. No, I'm taking you notes. You don't need to take so notes on could, Math Academy. Are you going to so send me notes on, what I, notes on what I told you about like in Math Academy? Do you think I need those notes? So the, well, I thought that's what we'd agreed. I was taking notes so you could do fast show notes. I don't need you to take notes on that. If you want to write notes on okay, your I, I don't need to take notes on that. I'll just write math. Academy. Well, yeah, just write math. Well, here, here's the thing: like, it's really difficult to have a conversation with someone when you can tell they're not even really listening. Okay. It's like if you're talking to someone, they like you, you can tell they don't give a shit. You're just like, I don't even why am I talking to you? It's like it's like when you go to a reunion and someone says, "Hey, so what are you doing?" And you start talking, they're kind of looking around. There, you're like, "What am I even talking to this asshole for?" I do. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what it feels like when you're like when you're writing and looking around. Like it's like I don't even know why I'm talking. What am I? What am I? What, am I, what is this? Um, I, you have my attention. You have my attention. <laughs> have your fake attention. Now you really don't care. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. What what uh, what does it say about Math Academy? Um, well, I got the free. Re- it's that bad. No, I just it's it's. Um, I'm just trying to think. Since you're not answering a specific question about anything, I'm trying to think about what would be worth talking about. Um, we got the I got the free response working for lessons and reviews. I need to roll that out for quizzes. So that's a, that's a big deal. Um, you know, because it, Alex and the content team has been, um, they've been, uh, you know, writing uh, just thousands of free response questions. And for people out there, free response would be instead of doing like a multiple choice, you would literally type in like an equation or expression as the answer or number or whatever. And um, which can be tedious if you have to do too much of it, but can be really important when you're trying to make sure someone really knows what's happening and can't just sort of like use process of elimination to sort of help them get there. Or kind of like if I say, what's the you know, what's the area of a circle and you you really hadn't forgot about pi and you were just like four. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, dude, like, and you see pi and all the answers like, all oh, right, pi, it's gotta be something times pi, right? It kind of primes the, primes you a little bit. So uh, having a mix, a nice mix of free response and multiple, and multiple choices. But if you have to type in everything, it gets a little annoying after a while. You're like, oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Um, so free, that's diff, so that's different to the drop down. Yeah, the select response. right. So we have that. I built that yeah. out as well for the um, specifically for the proofs course methods of proof course. Oh, that's the proofs. Yeah, yeah. Ahead, so ahead, that's ahead. they use it all, not only in, in when doing a pr- completing a proof. You're like you know okay, like kind of like ad lib or mad lib. Remember mad libs where you do like there's all these drop down mm-hmm. segments or words or equations or fragments of an equation and you have to select from them to build an argument that makes sense mm-hmm. um but also just uh alex has expanded it so we have all these different types of questions that use selects for argument frameworks and things and yeah so he's gone to town with mm-hmm. that so got all that done uh 
you know, uh, Justin's been working on the uh, the the. So one thing he had to build out for the cheat detection tool, which oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So part of the thing was one of the ways you tell whether someone is like using a tool to solve the problem as opposed to doing it themselves is they're just they're doing it much more quickly than they should be able to do it. Right. Yeah. And so Justin had to go and figure out, well, how long does it, should it take? Like for, if you really are, you know, and some, some kids are, are students in general, but kids in particular are really fast. Some are not a lot are not, but there are some that are speed demons and they can just do a lot of stuff in their head. They're just like, you know, and he's like, okay, so how fast can I do this if I know the tricks? It's like, even if I know the tricks and I'm good at mental math, this is going to still take me 30 seconds. If not, it might take me two and a half minutes or something. Um, so he had to find what we call core computation time. So he had to go through like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of topics and, ca- and figure out what the core computation times were for the different difficult, difficult, different difficulty questions and the different knowledge points, which is a lot of work. I mean, he only did it for the topics that were a student might be... Um, tempted to cheat it's like oh they look at this problem and you can tell it's gonna be a lot of is it, are you using like variable times so it's like insert you know it it, it does different times depending on the topic That's what I mean. yeah different okay. topics different different knowledge points within a topic and different difficulty questions within a knowledge point so it's like a ton of variations because so he was measuring all of that and then logging all of those different yeah. times jesus That's crazy He's doing it. I'm like, are you doing it for everything? He's like, I thought he was just doing it for like pre-algebra or something. He's like, no, nah, I just did it for everything. Now I'm on to linear algebra and I'm like, jeez. So he's just been, <laughs> he's just been like in total monk mode doing that. Um, Alex and they've been working primarily on the on the methods of proof course with it, which is, I mean, he claims it's going to be the best course we've ever done. And I, I might have mentioned that before. And, and the reason being that mm. um, this is the course that this is the huge, just separates the men from the boys. Mm. This is where, oh, yeah, you know, I was really good at calculus. I really good at linear algebra. And then they just get blasted out of the room and they get to some sort of, you know, real analysis or, or something. And they, ha- and they have to do proofs. And they're just like, I don't, I don't yeah. understand what is going on. I'm totally lost. So this is the this is the course that bridges that gap. It's a really hard course to teach and figuring out how to teach it, um, in an automated way, very very difficult. But um, I think it's it's coming together nicely and it's going to be an extremely powerful course. You had um someone on Twitter talking about Math Academy, Anna Stoke, mm. um talking about, I was surprised to see they teach topology and real analysis in G11 and complex analysis in G12. I've never seen a program like this before, just wondering who signs up for it. But also they seem to be talking, saying like, oh, like, I, uh, course, courses shouldn't be taught like that, you know. Was, was that the person who was saying that? I don't think so. Something I don't like know. I'd, I'd be surprised if she said that. I mean, she's uh, she has a, a math podcast, I think. And okay. she's uh, she interviews, and she's a mathematician herself, I think. It... Oh, 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 no. It was Norm Matloff who was responding. He said, I'm a dissenting voice. Real analysis topology should be taught at university, hopefully by math researchers. And I I was like, hmm, I don't think they quite understand. I don't think that person understands what Math Academy does. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thinking of the school program. In, right, in right. reality, we don't. The real analysis and topology is limited. Um, 
we I think they probably cover. I mean, the topology is just a little bit, and I think real analysis maybe they do the first thirty percent of the course, half of it. Okay. I wouldn't call it a complete. It's not a complete course. Um, we don't have anything in the system for real analysis, or not much, and so everything they do is, you know, manual. So the professors go, oh, you know, the instructors who are mathematicians, who are researchers, right? Mm. They doesn't understand obviously that we have mathematician instructors. Um, Got it. Who have published a ton of research and can and have taught these courses at the university level, but um, yeah, I mean those are extreme cases. Are you gonna? Uh, is there a, is there a path to get you on her podcast? I don't know. We'll see. I I, I know that um, uh, uh, you know one uh, one of our uh, users who's a fan uh, reached out and suggested that she interview us, but I haven't I haven't heard anything, so I don't know. But that's something we'll probably try and do is is maybe reach out to some of these math podcasts and stuff, get on the circuit. Yeah, yeah, nice. But you know, it's it's reasonable. It's 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 reasonable for people to be like confused and shocked by that, because on one hand, there's this whole discussion about how watered down the math curriculum is, and kids aren't learning algebra, and people reading at college, and they can't they can't pass algebra two, and. On the other hand, you have this other conversation about kids doing topology in high school. <laughs> it's like, what's like the, the, the cognitive dissonance is just getting people's heads exposed. Like, who's doing this, right? And, and the reality is, is that there are a very limited number of, of students who can, where that's appropriate. But there are. There are kids yeah. where, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, we have a student who um, is, I think he's just about finished with linear algebra as a sixth grader. I mean, he's did he got a perfect score on the BC Calc as a fifth grader, eleven years old. So, you know, it happens. Yeah, kids, that's like that. crazy. Yeah, I had to. One of the things I had to do that I had to write um, recommendations for three different kids for uh, college for their college application. Um, mm-hmm. One of them was uh, a, a girl who I taught who was, you know, amazing, and another was a, a student who was she was one of our first beta testers. And she did, she got a five on the BC calc as an eighth grader going through a very, very early version of our course. I mean, it was rough, rough roads. And, um, and then another, another girl who was another fairly early beta tester who got a, she got a four or five. She got her top score as well. And so you write recommendations for them to go to university, college, university. Yeah. So, so what some of these colleges will do is they'll have like two recommendation you can get two recommendation letters from like teachers and then like maybe a third from some other source maybe your uh eagle scout master or something or your mm-hmm. you know some somebody else who has some uh he's had a who knows you well and has knows you from a different context and can say something that would be beneficial for the admissions committee to to understand so for for some of these kids it's like they have not had any real math education beyond math academy because they're beyond they're far beyond whatever their high school did so how how do they explain how does somebody explain how gifted and advanced they are unless you talk to yeah. somebody who knows and i say okay i'm the one who created the program and have overseen it and this is what she did and she was amazing and she got a perfect score on the BC exam and she was 13 years old or something and da, 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 da. you know what I mean it's like that's kind of a nice additional feather to have in the, in that's the awesome. so I just finished three I had three of those I had to do 
that was a lot of work. I was like, oh, finally got the last one off today. I was like, oh, thank God. Because they're all applying early action to like, you know, Stanford and Yale and all these other elite, elite schools. So um, we're in the last 10 minutes. Um, what, uh, what, just that, that one, that one course that you said, um, you were just Methods saying proof? the proofs, the, what is it Methods called Methods of proof. Methods of proof. Um, was there any wrap up on that? Sorry, because I, I interrupted. No, you. I mean, it, it probably will be done until the end of the year. I mean, May, January okay. or something like that. I mean, we'll see. It's just, it's a, it's a, just a ton of work. Um, yeah. You know, you asked me to prepare and bring a whole bunch of links that were unrelated to our stuff because you said that we were talking about our stuff too much. And I think we've got 10 minutes left and I've got so many fucking let's go links. We'll just, let's, we'll, just, we'll just do a three-hour show. Just <laughs> yeah. Georgie. Well, I, I would do a three-hour show if Georgie was, uh, was, was happy with that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what, what to uh What's your favorite I mean, link? Is there any will, big topic? that you wanted to cover um the negative impact of mobile first web design on desktop uh the nielsen nielsen group had written uh, mobile first web design causes significant usability issues when viewed on desktop content becomes spread over long scrolling pages enlarged uh, images and fonts become really big makes it difficult for users to consume and understand information because it's the trend the trend has been to basically think about designing stuff yeah don't do that first and uh, i was just you know my take is i have been <laughs> i've been very well from a lightweight point of view i have i haven't really considered mobile but generally speaking i always build the desktop version first and um because i think that it's much easier to um to turn something that's desktop and to sort of work out how to sort of make a simpler, stuff, lighter version, then it's to add a bunch of stuff, make a simpler, yeah. lighter version based off, you know, based on responsive than to do the other way around. So I don't, I don't even know how that comes about in design, in design discussions. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I mean, unless you're building a website that is primarily consumed by mobile, I mean, I guess there's some websites, maybe in some demographics, or these are kids and they're all on their phones and no, no, they don't look at it. Okay. Um, sure, do that. And, and then the desktop will be an afterthought. Yeah, it'll kind of suck, but then you'll worry about it later. It's just like people who are like, or mostly we have iPhone users, or mostly we have, you know, Firefox and Chrome. We don't worry about IE. And then later they look at Internet Explorer, I guess, or Edge now. But I mean, look, if you were building Facebook from scratch, would you, would you, I mean, wouldn't you build it desktop first? I would build both. I would, yeah, I'd probably do desktop first. I mean, you know, yeah, but you know, in, in twenty twenty three. Um, no, I, I'm just making. I'm just making the point that even with something that is meant to be for, like, let's say, for example, Twitter, so anything that's even meant to be mobile. Why, like, to me, it makes sense to just build the desktop version to to think about the desktop design first. And then work out what the the minimal version I mean, is. I I I see. Here's the thing. I think it's a little bit of a false dichotomy because it's more like, well, how much time goes by between when you finish the desktop and you start? Do you just come up with some initial designs and some initial base functionality beta version of the desktop and then go over to mobile, or are you just going to completely ignore mobile until? I mean, you know, I what I would be doing is probably trying to do 
both to keep an eye on both. It's like primarily focus on the desktop while keeping, while constantly keeping. Okay, so what's the mobile gonna? How's this gonna look on mobile? Can you do Math Academy on mobile? Uh, not really. I mean, it's not built for mobile because see, see, here's the thing. The thing is, um, you can use it, but it's not meant for that way because mobile is sort of a. It's more of a lean back, you know, medium. You're sitting back, you're just consuming stuff. Um, Math Academy, you need paper and pencil. You need to sit down, you need to sit down at a desk, use a paper and pencil. You know, it's not like, you know, Duolingo where you sit there on a, you know, I don't know, a subway and kind of just look at stuff. Right, you can do that on your phone. Math, mm-hmm. math Academy is not supposed to, be. and that's one of the mistakes that some of our adult users do. They think they're supposed to be doing this stuff in their head, and you're like, "What are you doing?" You know, mm. it's like they're trying to lift weights in their well, jeans and their. In but a, wait, in wasn't Veraptor? Veraptor was like trying to trying to do, knock it out like you know five xp at a time. Yeah. While he was like he, while he's like lining up at the bank and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, okay. There are exceptions. Veraptor has high yeah. quantitative aptitude. And is able to do mental math, so he's on the on the on the side of this. I think Mark is like that. I mean, we have some users like that who just have very high mathematical quantitative aptitude, can do a lot of things, have a lot of working memory, can do a lot in their head. Yeah. Um. So they can. There. So there are some things, and there might be a lot of things that they can do, but there are some in, in their head. But there's there's still going to be things even that they can't do. They just you know not successfully without paper or pencil. Mm-hmm. But unless you are like that. You, you. Most people are going to need paper and pencil. They're just they're going to screw up everything. And the and the idea is the problem is is like don't have an expectation that you can just sit there and look at these things and, and get it wrong. That's what some adults do. And it's it's just kind of I mean, I mean part of it is like uh, it's an underestimation of the difficulty of learning math. Oh, I'm just going to look at this stuff. You know, it's like really, like that's 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 so hard. It's like someone shows up to the gym and they're still wearing their a suit. You're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, oh yeah, I'm here to lift weights. Like, dude, you're wearing a suit. You gotta put on your gonna suit. Oh, well, you know, it's it's a pretty comfortable suit. You're like, give me a break. You know what I mean? It's like they're not mm. they're not even treating it like seriously. Now, what what you can do for especially for if you're you're a Mark V Raptor type, you can say, Okay, well, some of these things I can knock out in my head and I'll do those, but the hard ones I'll leave when I get home or get to the office and I have a few minutes and I'll sit down pencil and paper, and that's fine. But it but but mm. for kids, like I, you, you do not want to be incentivizing them or encouraging them to be thinking that that's what they should be doing. You know, and so it's it's not it's that's no. not you're not going to be successful. And that's the big things we have to teach. You know, we are, we have to educate parents on. It's like okay, listen, if your kid is struggling, it's probably because they're not using pencil and paper. That's the first thing. Sit down with them and make sure they're using pencil and paper and they're actually reading the problem. And so stuff. the so the mobile desktop discussion really is dependent on what the product is about it's all con it's like it's like all these discussions that go sideways is like you know there's so much context involved everybody's picturing their own context and everybody's arguing from anecdote and some that's why it's impossible to get any agreement on anything unless it got into a room with there's examples everything oh yeah i guess in that example you would so yeah in in math academy not it's not it's not a priority now it'd be nice to have it because there are certain instances i'm sure mark of your after is like yeah there'd be certain instances i would be nice if the if i you know i didn't have to zoom the text and the thing looked right so i could do some of these one you know but um that's a that's a that's a sub case for a sub user base so it's not a, it's not as high a priority as all the things we gotta do it does bring up a good point that uh 
we've got this far before we and it, we're just all on our own stuff before we got into um anything outside of our own stuff but even another point i wanted to bring up it feels like the last three or four shows you could you could just title them justin's struggle <laughs> justin's um, struggle <laughs> sessions <laughs> like is it is is there too much of that is there too much i mean i'm just i'm i'm just like cognizant of that you know like it's just so it's almost just like all about my struggle i mean i don't know if that's interesting well I, I, you're, you're struggling um, gotta, gotta I get mean, each other right back <laughs> well when it comes to the whole okay you're such a you're you're such a uh such a greased piglet when it comes to the diet and working out they can't get you like dude just trying to grab you running around squealing it's like dude just <laughs> like dude just stop eating all the fat like do get some steps in like just like there's some basic things you're like ah, how do i do it running around you know it's just like it's like you're so i was funny it was like i was listening to this interview i have i was on the way picking from picking up some lunch and I was listening to this interview that randomly popped up on uh, YouTube. And it was one of the guys who did the, he's an ex-Navy uh, SEAL. And he trained Keno Reeves on the more recent uh, John Wick um, mm. movies. And he's like, yeah, I didn't teach him to su- shoot in the first word. That was somebody else. But I, I came in later and I taught him how to clear a room and kick in a door and how you do that. And that's actually authentic. And this is how it works, right? And he said, and the guy was like, well, what was what was uh, Ken Reeves like? He's like, yeah, he was a real soft-spoken guy. He was a great, great student. And he's like, well, what, what, what makes a great student? And he's like, well, he goes, he, he's like a great student. It's not like you have to be super intelligent or a great athlete, but you just have to listen. He's the problem is, is like, he's like, he's like a lot of, he's like a lot of my female clients who teach are great students because they'll actually listen to you. But you get these guys, these actors come in and they want to tell you all their stories. Well, this is how I do it. And this is what I did. And I used to do a lot of this. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. And it's like, dude, just listen to what I'm telling you. You know, it's like, I mean, he's not really saying that. He's just sitting here going, God, this would be so much easier if this guy would just, would get rid of the ego. He'd just shut up and just listen to what I'm telling him to do. And just did it, mm-hmm. but instead he's got a he's got it every time I tell him something he's got like a story and explanation and an excuse and a reference and that's just like exhausting. And uh, that reminds me of talking to you about exercise and Titus. Like we got this whole well, thing we got to go through. But what? But what I'm saying is, should we have a little less of Justin's struggle on the show? That's fine. Just like like have a time limit. Justin's for struggle session is limited to <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or alternatively, start with other stuff that isn't about that. <laughs> so that we we have a hard we have a hard uh, finish, no matter what. Yeah, so like start with you know stuff like the negative impact of mobile first <laughs> web design. You know, oh, we'll try it. We'll see it. We'll leave it for the end. <laughs> But then we'll leave on All a right. bad note because I'll hurt your feelings and I'll be, everybody's like, Jason, that guy's such an asshole. He's being so mean to G- Justin. And you're tearing up and it's just a big, it's a hard, it's a, talk about All a right. hard finish. Okay. Something to talk about for next time. I'll just, I'll, I guess I'll just tee these topics up. No, um, no, no, no. Let's, let's not tee it. Ta- don't say it. Let's just, let's, the big surprise. Let's not keep it, keep it okay. in the dark. All right. Keep in the dark. Keep, All right. So I'll just keep okay, the Okay. So let's finish on the last thing we always do. 
for whatever reason is you watch shows. shows anything anything good uh lower decks you're still lower decks I, I opened with my show i opened with my show um my show was uh listening to hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and the and the um the the foundation series that i'm listening to i'm going to be listening to again and also the uh, e&m bank stuff yeah, I got nothing either. I don't Books. have any. I don't have any shows. We're I'm watching. We're watching the same the the same stuff. We haven't progressed. I don't think. Oh, um, I so Izzy. I told Izzy, um, you because know, Izzy's the creative writer of the of the family, right? She's into film and writing and everything. And so I said, all right, well, here I have a list of movies we have to watch, right? And I told you at one point we I made her watch all these fifties, forties horror yeah, sci-fi yeah. movies which at the time she fr- was frustrated that it sent me to do that and now then there was like a million times this guy says oh my god yeah they did this in that movie i'm like i told you see <laughs> now you know you get the references now you understand yeah, you popular culture like you were just half of what's going over your head um so we haven't finished it we got halfway through donnie darko have you seen donnie darko i've seen it yeah it's worth a rewatch it's good that's mm. good so i have i have a I remember it being weird it is weird but it was so yeah. funny because it was he's exactly my age in that movie. It was like he's like a junior in high school, and um, it's uh, nineteen eighty eight. I was like, exactly. I was like, see, this is this is, you know, this is so similar to, you know, we didn't wear uniforms to school like they are. But other than that, I said, like, this is so similar to what I grew. Could have been you. Yeah. Well, Could it's just funny you. when you see these movies or these things. You know, like that was my time. You know, it's like when I told you thing about Stranger Things. It was exactly my time. So Donnie Darko is a rewatch recommendation for anyone who forgot who's forgotten about that. It's, it's good, good show. Oh, nice. and speaking of shows, I took the girls last night. Izzy demanded that we go see uh, Friday Night at Freddy's. Friday Night at Freddy's. You don't know horror, yeah, Well, it's thing? kind of a kids. Oh, of course. Uh, wait, no, Freddy. Freddy, Freddy Fros- Fosbear or something. No, it's it's like a. It's like a, it's like a, I guess it's a video game and it's like these sort of animatronic, you know, it's like an old abandoned, um, like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing. Is it a robot? Well, they're like animatronic, uh, fuzzy animals, right? You know, like it, and, oh, and okay. then at night they come alive or whatever. And there's like a, there's a video game based on yeah, it. And it was no, big. I haven't it. was seen big it. with kids it. who are now in high school. It was big with them when they were like in third through fifth or sixth grade. So anyway, it came out now. And so Izzy was like demanding that we go. So we went and saw it last night. And that was um, not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good movie. I knew it was not a good movie. <laughs> but uh, the popcorn was good and it was fun just taking my girls out to, to a movie. <laughs> it was so funny. And Izzy's like, I noticed something. Whenever you get bored, you start making fun of the movie. Just like in real life. In real life, you start making fun of people when you get bored. And when you get bored of the movie, you start making fun of the movie. <laughs> just like rule number one is don't let my dad get bored because <laughs> here it comes. Yeah. There uh, you go. So, all right. So I guess we're, we're done. Is, is Georgie calling your name? I feel like you're getting the, getting the hook. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, then. That's a wrap. We're out.